And so I says to the guy, Guy, how you doing? Yo, Joe! We'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe is American hero. G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra and Destro fighting to save the day. He never gives up. He's always there. Fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose, to defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. Welcome to the Blackcast. It is Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. Don't forget to like the Blackcast on Facebook. Follow at Blackcast on Twitter. And of course, we're at Blackcast.com. B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T.com. Now, joined once again on the Blackcast, a return guest, the one and only Lil Brad Old Man Morin. Brad Morin! How you doing? Hi, Brad. Hi. Dude, do you know how weird it is to actually be sitting in the same room with you and podcasting? Because we always do this via Skype. We have uh, Skyped a few times. In fact, a conversation we had last year from... Which one of your podcasts was that? Because there's there's this... There's a spinoff one. Uh, Okay, so that would be the LRDG2. Electric Boogaloo or Book of Shadows. That's right. Take your pick. Take your pick. Well, it is I.I. as in World War II. Oh, I see. So inappropriate interviews. Well, I think that was probably a very inappropriate interview. And as I mentioned to you a few weeks ago, we have uh, repurposed that interview and uh, it has been posted as a uh, repurposed palooza uh, for 2017 because I feel like even though I posted the link a year ago, a lot of people probably did not follow the link. And by a lot, I mean, you know, many people just were mm-hmm. like, I get enough of that guy on the black cast. I don't need to hear him talk to some dude in Australia. But you know what? You're getting that now in the flesh and not via Skype. You actually, you were saying before that you haven't podcasted in the same room as anyone in a long time. That's so right. So take a moment before we dive into what sort of podcasts you do, although this this has been covered previously on the Blackcast, but you know, not everybody pays as close attention. So tell us a little bit about the podcasting you do, Brad. I, As you said, I live in Australia, and I do a... But you don't sound Australian. No, I am from the great city of Boston, but I grew up in Tokyo, and I spent 10 years in New Orleans, enough time in D.C. to uh, have a healthy disrespect for politics, and then, uh, you know, 13 years in the land down under, the magical land of Oz. Yeah, so just like everybody's backstory, basically. Born in Boston, grew up in Tokyo, spent 10 years in the big sleazy, and so on and so forth. Yeah. And ended up down under. And by down under, I mean... (laughs) That's right. So, you do some podcasting as part of your... Podcasting network. So, I'm part of a podcasting network called WWPD. Uh, Originally, that was What Would Patton Do? But I think uh, we got to cease and desist by Patton's family. So, it's WWPD. Yes, really. I didn't realize that's what that was. Uh, so uh, there's a whole lot of wargaming podcasts on that particular network. Um, if you are not a particular, if you're not a tactical wargamer or you're not into your board games or your gaming in general, and when I say gaming, I don't mean the kind with a video game controller and a television. I mean the kind
kind where you're usually yelling abuse at somebody from across the table and rolling dice and pushing toy soldiers around. Uh, that's the kind of thing that we tend to do. Um, I'm a member of the Ghost Army podcast, which is a World War II themed gaming podcast, which has been around for quite a while. And the LRDG2 uh, I, I, Book of Shadows. Book of Shadows, Electric Boogaloo, which is uh, also, it has the World War II thing, but it has a lot of other games as well. We talk about Star Wars games and other things like that. So, I realize there is a particular corner of the internet that I happen to inhabit that isn't the most popular, that people probably don't shine a lot of light on and go, wow, I want to learn more about World War II wargaming, but... Uh, Turns well, out. if you want to inhabit a small corner of the internet that a lot of people don't necessarily head to, and it's a lot of stones that remain unturned, welcome to the Blackcast. You are in the right place, sir. Yes, sir. Because I think if I've learned anything in four plus years is that Blackcast in some languages and some ancient cultures translates into niche. Yes. Because it's what we revel in, but it's one of the things I like the most about it. And I've had this frank conversation, not with Frank, but an honest, frank <laughs> conversation. But not with Ernest. Not, definitely not with Ernest. No. That guy still owes me money. But <laughs> I would like to say that I think that what I like most about the Black Cast might be what has hurt the brand of the Black Cast. Basically, the fact that every week it can be whatever I want it to be. Yeah. Then people don't know if they want to tune in every week because yeah. they're like, well, that was different. I didn't want to hear them talk about Doctor Who for an hour. And then you might look back and you're like, oh, that one about Wonder Woman, that I want to hear. Why did I miss that one? Yeah. So it, it's, it's not really appointment listening except for mostly Matt and KC, Dominicus Saxon, uh, Brad Morin to some extent, although there are episodes that you have missed because they're for movies that you didn't see. Although Not yet. you did listen to the Logan review without seeing the movie. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not like we didn't tell you there were spoilers no, many did. times. Of course. So yeah, you I knew did. what you were doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I just wanted to know. I figured, you know, I wouldn't miss out too much. And I kind of guessed slash heard a lot of the stuff that was spoiled anyway. But there was a few things. I went, whoa, okay. That happened, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. And you only just saw Logan on the flight out here. From, That's right. From down under. But... What we're here to start off talking about, mm. uh, we were talking, you know, there's, you're obviously a fellow podcaster. I am. And we kind of talked about this idea that we both exist in kind of the niche of podcastdom. But you found an even nichier niche, something that you were listening to. Uh, talk a little bit about. I don't know which one it is. I can, if you show me, I can point well, to it. Well, I Googled, uh, you talk about what okay. it is. So Christian and I were talking about how we not only podcast, we enjoy a good podcast. And so every now and then you go looking for an enjoyable podcast, something a little left of center, a little bit down a rabbit hole. And I was doing, I was finishing my master's and working full time and just generally needed a little something that was a complete departure from reality. Now, my wife has been listening to Serial and a whole lot of those really, you know, true yeah, crime podcasts. My wife podcasts. listens to Serial as well. Yeah. And I just, well, wasn't that interested. Well, I go the exact opposite direction. Now, whereas I did enjoy the Transformers and the Thundercats and all that stuff, Mask, all of these wonderful things from my childhood, the big love of my childhood is G.I. Joe. Yes, I'm, I'm not really going to get into the movies because the first one in particular was horrifying, but if you... if you now, you're not talking about the animated TV movie, G.I. Joe the movie. That was wonderful. Serpentor and Cobra. La, 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 la. That was Oh, that was actually kind of 
Sounds yeah, bad. There was a miniseries that first started yeah. the cartoon series. Well, what you're not talking about is... Chatham Tanning, or yeah. whatever his name is. <laughs> you Tanning, know what? Chatham, whatever his he, name is. He's allegedly going to be Gambit, so we might have to learn his name. Look, I, I've liked him in other things. Sure. I just thought that him in that movie, like, they just, they did, they broke too many rules. Anyway, I, hey, it had Eccleston as Destro, which, yeah, yeah, had its moments. So, the podcast I was listening to was, it was a group of fine... Christian, because they talked about and, it fairly regularly. And they regularly. talk about their Christianity. They do, okay. and their faith, and they talk about that, and they're from Arkansas. And they're G.I. Joe enthusiasts. One of them's a G.I. Joe cosplayer. Uh, a couple of them are G.I. Joe. Uh, they take the action figures and they customize them, so they're customizers. I think that's the actual terminology. But they do a podcast where they literally start from G.I. Joe issue one. And they do a frame-by-frame breakdown of the G.I. Joe comic series, the one by Marvel Comics, over, what, over 100 episodes or 100 issues of it? Now, I made it through more than half before I eventually said, I don't think I can listen to this anymore. But it was astonishing to listen to that. Now, they kind I think they stopped podcasting in 2009 because I think they ran oh. out of material. Well, there were also G.I. Joe special missions. There was like the spin-off series. Yeah. And I actually don't know if I can find the name of the one you're talking about because there's one that's called G.I. Joe a Real American Headcast, which is a cool name. Yeah. But I don't think that's it. No. But it cuz that one also focuses on the comic books, but they don't have as many episodes. And there's one called Joe on Joe. That's a guy named Joe reviewing no. G.I. Joe, which Not is it. great. Yeah, so I don't know the name of the one you're talking about. But if you look up G.I. Joe yeah, you would think- in iTunes, in the iTunes store, um, I think there's only two, maybe three, and there's one of them there. So yeah, fantastic. Um, if you if you want niche podcasts, that's, that's a thing. Yeah, and I wish I could find the name of it because you figure G.I. Joe, Christian, Arkansas, it's going to come up. You would you know think what? so. It, it did not. It did not. It did not. But if you uh, put GI Joe podcast, maybe that. No, that came up with too many, oh, okay. uh, too many answers. But I, I, I look, I love the way you were thinking, and I also liked a very niche podcast. This is how this came up in the conversation: mm-hmm. the Sledgecast, oh, God, which yes. is at Sledgecast. It's a podcast where they review every episode of Sledgehammer! Exclamation point. The uh, Beloved by me, I don't know about by many other people, but oh, I the it. great, ahead of its time for sure, comedy show, police comedy show, uh, very different from like your police squads or your Brooklyn Nine-Nines, not mm-hmm. that style. David R- Rashi, I believe is how you say his name, talked to his gun. It was just a, it was a fun show and I loved mm-hmm. that sense of humor. It was right in, right in the wheelhouse of my sensibility from the time I was like 12 to 14, I think is when it aired. It's these British guys who I think are Scottish guys, which means... Uh, that they're Irish guys, that they're yes. Welsh. And I'm saying all of those because I forget which one it is. And I know that one of them will offend them, basically. Yes. So, uh, by the way, they've moved on to doing a Blackadder podcast. So all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, these guys these guys know me because I'm just looking at their website for the first time because they did all 42 episodes of Sledgehammer and then they were done. So they've Amazing. already gotten through it. Yeah, and it's weird. They started doing it because previous to that, they had done a Columbo podcast, which I like Columbo, but not enough that I'm going to listen to podcasts about. The I feel like 
listening to the Columbo podcast would be better than watching Columbo. Depends on the Columbo. I think you're yeah. probably right. But there's a couple with Shatner in it. One from the 70s is oh, probably amazing. worth watching. But in any case, if you love Sledgehammer, go to the the, the Hammer. No, the Sledgecast. It's not the Hammercast. That <laughs> That's is a something podcast else. about, please Hammer, don't hurt him. That's actually a great idea for a podcast. The Let's please do Hammer, don't hurt him cast. That's what we'll work on. But anyway... So those are some niche podcasts that honestly, both of them probably have more listeners than the Blackcast. And Brad, you're talking about all of your podcasts and you talked about WWPD.net. Yes. That's where they can find it. If they're intrigued, if they like you, Correct. they hear you on the Blackcast, you've been on the Blackcast before, they're like, I, I like that guy. I'd like, to, I'd like to hear more from him. Well, if you're looking for my specific cast, you yeah. can go to the iTunes store and just look up LRDG space I, I. Or just LRDG, you'll get me somewhere in there somewhere um, because in there. I've been on those. But the LRDG podcast was originally for fun-loving scamps from Melbourne, Australia, who enjoyed a tasty libations, some shenanigans, and pushing tactical war dollies around the tabletop. Can you tell that that's part of my show intro? It sounds like part of your show intro. Practice. And I hear that you've had some great liners uh, cut for your various shows by uh, a, a really convincing Christopher Walken. A very time. talented uh, impression. Well, I appreciate that. And yes, I, I was definitely fishing. Uh, and uh, my friend Roxy Stryer from The Tomorrow Show yes. voiced Princess Leia. And she was reading it and she's like, who's Lowbrad? I'm like, don't worry about it. Just don't worry friend. about yeah. it. And I was just like, she's like, does this stuff makes sense i'm like not really i just googled uh warhammer star wars games and threw a bunch of stuff in there and hopefully it stuck and if it did, it did. It, that's part of the fun anyway exactly uh happy to help and always happy to have you here on the black cast we would talk about spider-man homecoming but you have not seen it yet oh, i know i know you're waiting to watch it well it so i've been on the road for 20 days um i've hit 10 states in 20 days and while i've been this is my last day in the united states before i hop back a plane to go back to uh the magical land down under and in the process um yeah uh spider-man came out and i didn't want to see it without my lovely wife because um you know, she's Scottish, and she would probably take my head if I went. Oh yeah, I know her. Yeah, she would. Yeah, she would definitely do that. Yeah, you you would. Uh, yeah, you would have no head. There would be. It wouldn't be sleeping on the couch. It would be death. It would be death. Yeah, I mean, yeah. your body might be on the couch. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's just there. 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 Oh, there. There would be no life. No. In, inside of it. Yeah. Uh, so you you haven't seen that, but there are movies that none of us have seen, and something that we can be excited for in 2018 Can't is wait. the slate of X-Men related movies that we're getting. We knew all about Deadpool 2, Book of Shadows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but knowing him, it'll be Shadow Boogaloo because yes. Deadpool likes to mix things up a little bit. He does. I'm uh, very excited for more Deadpool. We're going to get a new Mutants movie, which uh, I enjoyed that series. I like those characters. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how well they translate to the big screen, mm -hmm. how close they stay to those actual characters. I feel like they're probably not going to be trained by Professor Xavier because I don't think James McAvoy is in that movie. But I don't know. So I'm not quite sure. I wonder if they'd put... Because I know they mixed up some of the comic books since we read. Yeah. I so, wonder if we'll see Emma Frost ever. Right. I'm, I'm sure not played by Betty Draper. I think that they no. would probably get a, a different actress to uh, play her at this Someone point. Someone with January a midriff. Who I'm talking about. But, hey, with showing. Yes, fine. exactly. Yeah, oh, they did have... Uh, yeah, but they, gave her, class. but they gave her the wrong powers. She, well, she had the diamond skin, which was a later incarnation, and she wasn't a particularly good telepath. And she also died. Spoiler alert for... Uh, X-Men First Class, sorry. I don't it's think she dies. Pretty sure she dies. They crack her neck, but they say just don't transform back. 
Yeah, that's true. I don't think they actually killed her. I never see her again. No. Well, anyway, that's uh, some of the things that we have coming. And then we have the final revelation that we will indeed have X-Men Dark Phoenix. And yes, this is a very nerd-centric installment of the Black Cast. But to be honest, when isn't it? If you don't hear Coltrane, and sometimes even when you do hear Coltrane, it is still a very, very nerd-centric. But the Dark Phoenix saga, getting a do-over on that is kind of the benefit of Days of Future Past because it was not well done in X-Men The Last Stand. Good God, no. In fact, I always said they managed to take the best and most amazing X-Men story and turn it into the most boring. Uh, I think that Days of Future Past, the comic book, is close second which it's only four months removed from the Dark Phoenix Saga. So that was in the wheelhouse of uh, Claremont and John Byrne. But to hear that this story is going to happen, I'm very excited. Your thoughts about X-Men Dark Phoenix? Well, I just want to go back to what you were saying a second ago, where we had Days of Future Past retcon allowed us to go back and completely change some of the worst sins of the X-Men movies. Specifically, number one, Deadpool went from being a mute that shot lasers out of his eyes to actually being Deadpool. Uh, Yeah, which we had in X-Men Origins Wolverine, where, oddly enough, Ryan Reynolds did play the character, and after that movie, you're like, oh, man, that would have been so cool. I can't believe we're never going to get the Deadpool movie. Ryan Reynolds seems like he would have been a good Mm -hmm. fit. Oh, well, now he's Green Arrow. And then all of a sudden, well, Green... uh, Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, wait a minute. I know, people get upset about that kind of stuff. (laughs) Deal with it. But in any case, I thought it wasn't going to happen. But we did get it. And X-Men Days of Future Past made that possible. The other thing that it makes possible, of course, is X-Men Dark Phoenix. Which is fantastic because, as you say, the the last stand totally destroyed that story arc. And, of course, one of the things that a couple of my nerd friends and I were talking about at some length at the pub after going to see Days of Future Past was they could redo literally the dark phoenix and a bunch of my pals were saying nah they'll never do it they've done it they they'll need to do something else there's a lot of other great stories and they're right there are there are a lot of great stories however yes at the end of age of apocalypse when the phoenix i mean they built it up and the phoenix comes out we did see that you can't put the phoenix back in the box you can't and uh sophie turner will return as jean gray which is fine i i liked her you know i did i mean if Famke Jansen is not suited to play Jean Grey at this point. Nope. And, uh, you know, obviously we're going to we're gonna have Cyclops and James McAvoy is back. Interesting that Jennifer Lawrence is back as Mystique, but I think because she's not under contract anymore, but I think they're like, you know, that name above the title is definitely going to help. And Fassbender will be back. Look, he's great. I like him. He d- You don't need to have Magneto in every movie, no. but Magneto has been in every X-Men movie. Exactly. And I don't need the character in every movie. It's like, I, I don't always have to see him. It's like how you don't need the penguin in every episode of Gotham because he's good, but he's not that good. Exactly. You know, and uh, Michael Fassbender's great. Yeah, he's and Magneto fantastic. is a very important character. So it's, as Agent Starling would say, it's, it's fine, but we didn't need him. Uh, we're going to have the Beast. We're going to have Storm. These are the same actors from mm-hmm. the previous one, Nightcrawler, Quicksilver, excited about that. Uh, Jessica Chastain supposedly going to play Lilandra, which is interesting because that will factor into a more spacefaring storyline. I'd love to see the Starjammers. I don't think that's going to happen in this story, no. but it definitely opens the door. 
So we we have the Shi'ar and all that, and of course, personally, very excited. Dazzler. What? Dazzler will be in this movie. I don't know how big a role she's going to have, but I don't know if you saw the deleted scene. It's funny that we're circling back to X-Men Apocalypse because when I spoke to you on your podcast was right before X-Men Apocalypse came out, and I was very excited about it, and I didn't hate the movie like some people do, but we're full circle, Brad. We're coming, yeah, back, we're to coming back to it. And there's a deleted scene when they're at the mall, and they hold up the album cover. Uh, it's a Dazzler album. They're in the record store. What? And yeah, you did not know this. I, I did I not know this. Like we had talked about something. No, I think you might have skipped an episode. I might have missed it. Yeah, but well, I do it, listen on my commute. I may have been paying attention to, <laughs> to a, traffic. A, 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 yeah, no, not while you're driving though. You're you're riding the bus or, or train, what have train, you. train. Buses just, for heathens. <laughs> yeah, well, that's peasants. That's uh, yeah, that's true. I can't uh, I can't ride fault a, you there. A train or for, a tram for that one. You know, it's uh, it's hard to say one way or the other. So that's fantastic because I mean. Jubilee, meh. I mean, I know meh. people don't like her. She's. Uh, I. I thought it was great that they put her in there, but Dazzler was great. And now I don't know if you remember, but there was a short run where the X Men basically got messed up by um, the Marauders. I was trying to think of the name. Yeah. And um, you know, Colossus was in a coma, and this, that, and the other thing was going on. Right. And, th- and that that's basically how Colossus ended up in in the UK to be in Excalibur. That, that they've splintered the X-Men that way. Kitty ended up over there. Nightcrawler and Colossus all had to recover from wounds. Right, right, right. Yeah. But so Colossus was in a coma there for a yeah, long time. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but as part of that, um, Dazzler was brought onto the team yes. for a while. Because also because her uh, own standalone title had been canceled. And by the way, uh, Dazzler, Sounds of Light and Fury, the album cover, is actually shown in the deleted scene oh. from the movie. And it's the same artwork from the comic book of the cover of that same album. That's so amazing. it's actually a pretty cool little touch. It's a good Easter egg that actually was so well hidden, it was taken out of the movie. But it's on the Blu-ray. I actually I was going to say slash streaming, but usually when you stream these things, you don't get the bonus features. No. But anyway, so yes, Dazzler came on in the, the 80s but, and she ended up uh, being kind of an important... But she had such... She had one of my favorite... So you know how you have your one of your favorite classic X-Men moments is... Uh, Cyclops and the octopus. I mean, maybe not your favorite, well, but the it was first your first one that I ever. But read. it was memorable. Yeah. yeah. So there were some of my favorite X Men moments. One of them is when Dazzler goes to runs into the Juggernaut in, I oh, believe, yeah. Scotland, and turns out he's a huge fan. And she just picks a fight, thinking I'm going to stop the Juggernaut. And the Juggernaut just like, leave me alone. I really big fan of you. Let's do your thing. Blah 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 blah. And then he goes on rampage and. They need to stop her, but it's it's Dazzler versus the Juggernaut, and I was now, like, now if we could get that in a movie, I would love to see that in a movie. Uh, I have not Googled it yet. I, in my mind, that is Uncanny X Men two twenty one or two twenty two. Now I might be wrong, but I'm going to look it up and see no if idea. I can find. I know it's just it's 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 a it's a real sense of pride for me that I can have. Oh, two seventeen. Uh, Sorry. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Actually, that would be um, if I was right. So we get the prices right. I just want to see the Juggernaut on film again. Yeah, I I think we could uh, definitely see him more. But uh, because I looked it up, I want you to see there. Yes, Uncanny X Men two seventeen. Oh, so wonderful. Embarrassed. I I even gave myself two issue numbers to try and be right. And uh, the shame. Well, but I mean, the color the cover does look the way I envisioned it. I just didn't uh, see the two one seven. But you know, here's what happens: getting old. 
That's, that's right. Hey, that that's happens. Okay. Uh, go ahead. You looked like you had a, a thought that you were going to throw in. Well, there's been a lot of other big comic book news slash rumors in the last couple of weeks. I Has mean, there? Well, the rumor that we were going to get Venom. And yeah, as a as a Sony standalone, not part of the Marvel mm-hmm. Cinematic Universe. And also, we talked a little bit about this, actually, in our Spider-Man recap, which you... I haven't heard. I haven't heard. But there'll also be a Black Cat Silver Sable movie. I like those characters. I would like to see them in a movie. They don't have to put them in a Spider-Man movie, although I think it helps. Their stories, especially the Black Hat, doesn't work well with high school Peter Parker. Right. Because obviously they're involved. They might even bone. I don't know. This is before Mary Jane. It's okay. It's okay. He was a single man about town. You know? She was wearing a leather suit. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, come on. What are you going to do? And I remember that she uh, never wanted him to take off the Spider-Man mask, which was kind of a nice touch. But Good for you, Felicia That's Hardy. hot. Yeah. All right. Unlike uh, Mary Jane, who just wanted to lift it up enough to have for a kiss. Yeah. Well, you know. uh, You know, Black Cat was like, "I don't want to kiss you. You know what I do want? I want. I I want you to ring that bell. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's. uh, uh, How about you fill me with your web shooters? Thank you. Very exciting. That's what we do on the Black Cast. That level of discourse. And um, Venom is a character that I thought was very cool when he was first introduced. Yes. Looks really cool. I burned out on Venom very quickly. Oh, absolutely. And what I didn't like was Carnage because it was just more Venom. And I believe that Carnage is going to be the bad guy in the Venom movie. Look, this will probably be fine. TM, copyright, patent pending. William Sterling at Will Sterling underscore his own podcast Motivation Report at Motivate Report that's right he still gets plugs even when he's not here that's right that's what happens it'll be fine uh, but I don't know so there's the rumor also and I don't know if this is true that Tom Hardy might play. Tom Hardy would be Venom. I think that that is. Yeah. A con- I think that's a confirmed rumor. So that would I, be I, cool. That would be very cool. Uh, I wonder if we won't see his face again. If it'll just be like, "Hello, I'm now Venom. Gotham City, I mean New York City, will tremble." Which you know, obviously, it makes it very easy to do the uh, ADR, the additional dialogue recording. That's right. Just letting you behind the curtain a little bit. You can he could change, phone you it change, in, but you could change any of his dialogue, which That's probably right. made editing, you know, uh, Dark Knight Rising a little bit easier. Although it was still like four hours or whatever. I'm joking. It was. Two I and love half, that movie. It was great, but it was long. I need that. I'm not mask saying for too Halloween, long. By the way, just saying long. Yeah, but. Uh, oh, <laughs> almost didn't. I was wondering. Why, why did I bring it if I'm not going to ring it? <laughs> Hmm, that's a that's a good sounding title. So, yes, Iron Man. What about him? Apparently on the way out. Oh, uh, yeah. We knew that. RDJ can't we, play him forever. We knew that. Yeah, but and apparently here's we thing. have a hard stop. You can always put somebody else in the suit. You can have Rhodey. You can have somebody else. Yeah. There is the the new Iron Man that they have in the comics. I think that we're pretty close to the end of Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans. I don't know quite how many more movies of each of them we're going to get. Right. But, I mean, obviously, we have Thor Ragnarok still coming later this year. I was waiting. I I was like, come on. The following movie thereafter. But, look, there's... uh, Look, it's been a good run, and it's fine. Yeah. You know? It is. there are plenty of other interesting characters. We're we're getting Black our Panther. Ant- we're getting our Ant Man, our Black Panther, and the good thing is that these characters have been reinvented and basically someone else behind the mask. So it'll be fine, I, as Will Sterling was saying. I want U.S. Agent because caps oh, out. Yeah. So look, I was list- I watched Civil War. I listened to the way that you guys talked about Civil War. I haven't been on the broadcast since I don't think so. I really I wanted to. I wanted to bring this up. Go ahead. So in 
in the comic books in the 90s god i'm old um yeah. there captain america walked away from the mask he walked away from the shield and, and he walked away from us isn't us agent the guy who was nitro and daredevil Yes. It's that, um, isn't it no, that? but he looked like that. He looked just like him. He, he had did. the same flat top. I was like, did, did they turn that maniac into a U.S. He, agent? But they, Actually, no, U.S. agent was was Cap. Yeah. Well, and, they cut, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. he couldn't be Captain America anymore. Sorry. So, I'm he, getting, so you're jumping ahead. I, so, I'm jumping. I'm basically stepping on your statement. So please so continue, sir. Captain America steps away from the mask, and he decides that he wants to still do things. So he wears a black suit with red and white stripes on the chest that still are, is very cappy. It still has the same boots. still has the wings on the side of the hel- I mean, helmet. Of course. Same thing. Um, but Black Panther gives him a vibranium shield yes and if we look at the end of the civil war movie he gives away the shield to iron man and turns around and get is hanging out in wakanda or is friends with black panther all of a sudden and you go well that's interesting and so on top of that in the comic book in the 90s when Steve Rogers walks away and then they hire a new guy. It is, it's basically a cut and copy of Nitro. It is the flat top psycho ex soldier who's suffering from PTSD. Yeah, and super patriot. Super I think, patriot. Is that guy who's exactly. not the guy from Daredevil, but was basically the same character. It's the same character. Yeah. And so they use that guy. But then what, what's interesting is that guy is the new Captain America and yeah. he. He goes, it's just terrible. He is so bad. He goes too far. He's immediately sort of taken out of the role. And then Steve Rogers is shoehorned back in. But in the process, that guy takes over as U.S. agent. agent. Yeah, so we could see all that. We could. Um, There's little parts of your theory that uh, we'll have to talk after you see Spider-Man Homecoming. But, uh, you know, so we'll see where it's all going. But I feel like we'll have a perfect idea after the Infinity Gauntlet slash Infinity War or whatever they're called. I believe it's Infinity War. It is Infinity War. Gauntlet is not as severe as a, no. as a war. But Well, Robert Downey Jr., apparently, yeah. after the second one, that's him. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. You but know? I find and it he'll, interesting. He's he'll played only, that character in a lot of movies. He's so. only contracted, I think, for three more, and one of them was Spider-Man, yeah. and the other two will be those. So I find it interesting that they used his contract for the Spider-Man movie. I don't, I don't know if Spider-Man, if, if that title needed well, the Iron Man. So here's drawing. here's the thing: you have to look at it not from a storytelling standpoint. You have to look at it from a business standpoint. Yeah. Sony had the movie rights to no, Spider-Man. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. But in playing nice with Disney to sort of make him part of the universe and let Disney play with them, it was probably like, great, we're gonna play ball. We're getting Robert Downey Jr. in our movie. No ifs, ands, or buts. You will put him in our movie or you don't get Spider-Man. I assume that that was a deal point at some point. And once you see the movie, you'll decide whether or not you feel like he works in there. I think a lot of people do. There may be somebody that I know who's considering it, uh, whether or not, but it's not me. Will Sterling? No. I, okay. as, as we talk, I don't think Will has actually seen it, but okay. I, I don't know for sure. In any case, uh, that's why he's in the movie. It's it's, okay. it's all business. It, it's not because it, it, the story needed it. And it doesn't hurt the story in my estimation, but it's there because Sony wanted to have Robert Downey Jr. in their movie. And even though it's like a co-partnership, he had to be there. And there's no saying that he wouldn't be in another movie if, if he wanted to. But at the same time, he'll have been playing that character at that point for 12 years or so. So it's it's going to be all right. I'm okay with everybody moving on at that, that point if after... 
Avengers, Infinity War, all of our beloved Phase One Avengers all die or something, and yeah. then the the Phase Two have to save them or Phase Three even have to you know whatever. I, I'm all right with all that. I, I yeah. the story will eventually have to be played out, and then we'll get new people as some of those characters. We could have the female Thor, but what I'm fighting for, Frog Thor. Everybody oh, who listens God, to the broadcast yes. knows how much I want Frog Thor, but we'll have to see how uh, all that. Beta Ray Bell. Beta Ray Bill would be great. Yeah, it's sort of like the Thor core, like the Green Lantern core. Yes. There are so many Thors out there. That Beta Ray Bill, a.k.a. Horse Thor, by the way. But, yes. But uh, I, I don't know that we should call him that because that it sounds somewhat racist. In any <laughs> case, I wanted to talk to you about something that has come up a couple times on the Black Cast with different people, including with our friend of the Black Cast, Jeff Winstead, who's a comic mm-hmm. book creator. We talked a little bit about first comic books. And you, after you heard that, you actually sent me a message. And it's kind of an interesting story because it is not a superhero comic. No. And you know what? I've thought about it. But and it turns my, into one. My very first comic book was a non-superhero comic. It was Star Wars number 75. And mostly because my brother had bought a bunch of comics in the months before, and then I had to you know buy some if I wanted to continue the story. I'm pretty sure that's my first comic book, is Star Wars number 75. And within a month or two, I was buying Spider-Man comics. And when we talked about Spider-Man Homecoming, I Mm -hmm. mentioned Amazing Spider-Man 254. I vividly remember the cover. I know that that was my first current continuity Spider-Man comic. I also bought Marvel Tales 154, and I believe Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, which eventually the title was shortened to just The Spectacular Spectacular Spider-Man. But it uh, was uh, number 89, I believe. So I remember all those being amongst Mm -hmm. the first, but I think Star Wars was the first. Now, yours... Non-superhero. Uh, explain, sir. So, I'm going to say a name, and just about everyone in the audience who hears me say this name is going to think I'm talking about the movie, but I'm not. The The comic book was called Team America. America? Fuck yeah! And yeah, but no, not that. No? No. no. Huh. It's a bunch of bros. I do who, remember this comic, by the way. That had, like, horrific... There was one bro named Hondo, and I, I didn't, that's all I really remember. Just but there was, Hondo. It was yeah. a guy... I mean, it was a bunch of, like, motorcycle guys on motocross bikes who, like, traveled the country doing their motocross circuit, fighting crime and doing stuff but they were eventually they eventually so they were, they started being followed around by this like snake eyes like character who I think was called the Lone Rider or something okay. who wore all black and didn't say anything but would like show up and save the day and turns out in they they retconned it later on to explain that um I'm retconning I'm using that term too much. But it, here's the thing. It happens too much so you yeah. have to use it. Exactly. So there's nothing you can do about it. They explain this character it turns out that is a like a combination of their spirit animals come together and make this so they like it's like Voltron with three guys. Oh man, I do like me some Voltron. But Lion Voltron only. If you're a Black <laughs> fan, you know I only like Lion Voltron. Jason Blair, you lie when you say you like Vehicle Voltron. No one liked Vehicle Voltron. I bet Brad did because you're laughing now. Yeah. Because it was like Robotech, but not as exactly. good as Robotech, Thank by you. the way. Uh but yeah, so it was a ridiculous, and eventually it worked. There, like they, I think they they appeared in a Hulk comic. They 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 did the I whole like the characters doing that, different yeah. things in different places. And I think they eventually get one or two of them get superpowers outside of turning into the Lone Rider or something. But it was like a very seventies. I'm gonna ride a motorcycle and be a superhero kind of thing, kind of like Ghost Rider. 
um, you know, Johnny Blaze. It was a very similar aesthetic. I think some of the artists that worked on that also worked on my first major comic that I... Superhero comic. No, Well, uh, G.I. Joe was my first love as a comic right, book. Right, which it all comes back to G.I. Joe. And I think when you and I spoke a year ago, we talked a little bit about it, but just in case we didn't or maybe people mm. didn't hear that, didn't want to dive into a repurposed palooza, I just have to commend, and I believe Larry Hammer wrote that title for a long time, who also... Over 100 issues. Yeah, who also wrote Wolverine at one point. The oh, point when Wolverine, mm. it was revealed, you know, Magneto rips out his adamantium skeleton, and that's when we find out that he has the bone claws and that mm-hmm. that was actually part of him to begin with. I don't know who made that decision, but Larry Hammer wrote that comic, which mm-hmm. is great. And he also wrote a lot of episodes of Marvel superheroes for television. So he was a very prolific writer. But what I would say is a crowning achievement in that gentleman's career is G.I. Joe number 21. And I know I'm right about that issue number. I, I'm not going to look that up. Silent Interlude, although I did call it Silent Intruder when we were talking yeah. about it before. Yes, you did. I remembered right away. I'm like, that's not what it's called. It's a comic book with uh, no dialogue. And I know we talked You're about it. You're not going to ding the, the bell for Silent Intruder? Just saying. <laughs> that's Liev, the Silent Intruder. <laughs> but, uh, and I know I've talked about it before. I'm 100% sure I've talked about it before. But yeah. it's great. And you can find it digitally, probably on Comixology or Marvel's whatever, just Marvel. If you just Google it, the entire issue is there's pictures of it. There's pictures okay, of it on blogs. No, no, there's pictures on blogs. You have to pay, no, no, like 90, on but blogs. you could pay 99 cents. Oh, you could. It. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, you yeah should, sorry. You know, because then the creators get some money. This Our friend true. Jeff Winstead is a comic book creator. This I don't want to tell sorry. people to work around where correct. they can find things for free well i couldn't find it on comicology to start with all right well it's probably there now because when i first looked for it and let me tell you why i was looking for it so i love this comic book and i have the actual digital comic book i'm sorry the the real comic i have the hardbound version that came out later they did like a special yeah it was like a what behind the scenes or something yeah and i i loved this comic but i needed it uh so I'm i'm a primary school teacher as my regular job and i was teaching grade six and part of the australian curriculum is graphic texts. Now, graphic texts aren't just comic books. Um, I mean, there there's some wonderful graphic texts out there that are meaningful. I mean, people tend to roll their eyes when you start talking about children's literature and then you start bringing up graphic texts. But for reluctant readers, it is such a huge... It, it gives them a bridge. It makes books accessible. When I was a kid, my mom used to say, and it drives me batty, even on this trip, she said that I was a reluctant reader and I hated to read and I never read anything until I read Pippi Longstocking. Now, to this day, I argue with her every single time. Now, she's <laughs> right. You're a girl. Yeah, anyway, exactly. The first, I liked Pippi Longstocking as a kid. Get over it. Now, um, what I love, though, was... I read comic books all day and night. I learned to read by reading comic books. People have looked down on that forever. But if you think about it, I mean, if you think about it teaches you, I mean, one of the big things that children have a hard time doing that we as primary school teachers spend our life teaching in grade four, five, six, even grade three, sometimes even grade one and two is inferring. It's, It's looking beyond what is in the literal text. And one of the easiest ways to teach that is to use a graphic text because kids are already looking at pictures for clues. They're looking at, oh, this person looks angry. Oh, okay, I can infer that this character is angry because I can look at the picture and they look angry. I mean, think about a picture is worth a thousand words. We, we pull all those information, all that information out, how much communication is nonverbal. So anyway, graphic text, 
are really valuable in that. Now, one of the reasons why issue 21 is so important is because there is not a single word in the comic book after the, the title. And there's words on the computer screen at one point. Oh, you're right. But there, there are, are no spoken there are words. There's no thoughts. No, correct. There's, so there's no text that appear in that way. And yes, so I'm just sort of making the, the quick caveat for the word on the computer screen because I remember that. You're right. Because my brother had a subscription to G.I. Joe. That came in yes. the mail. And I, I, just, I flipped through it and I was reading it and I'm like, what is this? What's going on? I was so confused that yes. there were no words. My first thought, and I think I remember reading that they thought that, you know, people said, hey, I think something's wrong with this comic. Yeah. There's no there's no words in it. Did you forget to put them in? And I had that thought. And then you realize, you're like, well, it is called Silent, not Intruder, but yeah. Silent Interlude. And you're like, this is amazing. And, you know, I, I don't know. I was like nine when that came out, maybe. Yep. And I know you told me that they've done subsequent silent interludes, and that's great, but I've never seen it again, and it really stands alone, and it's such an important moment in just my reading history. You know, when I was talking about some of the moments in Spider-Man Homecoming, I talked about how they're good moments for movies. They're not, like, a good moment for a superhero movie. Right. This is a good reading moment. It's not It's not a good comic book moment. Right. It's a moment for I'll say literature, you know? It Some was. people might balk at that when it's comic books, but I would certainly say that they're literature. And if you listen to the Blackcast, you probably feel the same way. Exactly. Uh, Brad, we only have a few more minutes here. And yes. before we go, I wanted to uh, give you a moment to talk about how while on this trip, you, for the first time, got to meet the one and only Mr. Felix the Blatt. And I wanted to talk man. a little about your experience with the little man. Tell us tell us a little bit about what you think of the guy. Well, I was very blessed because um, one thing I've done a lot on this trip is to, because I haven't been to the States in a couple of years, is a lot of my friends who are our age now have kids. Sure. And if it's one thing that I've learned as a primary school teacher is if they're under the age of six... They kind of think I'm scary. I'm a big, bald man. I'm a great big voice. Take a look at the thumbnail for this episode. And you'll yeah. be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that kids, guy. Uh... Kids, look at that. kids look at that and go, whoa, what's up with that? Um, <laughs> even primary school kids that I teach, the first 10 minutes, they look at me like, what sort of freakish creature are you? And then, you know, they find out that I'm big as Ben-Hur. I do the whole, you know, comic book, like, hey, kids, let's do the thing. And, you know, you can, <laughs> there's the old adage, you can drag a horse to water, but you can't get it to, you know, can't make it drink. Well, if you make it really freaking interesting, <laughs> I was wondering what you Kids were going to say. Gonna, you can't get it to what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Drink. Drink. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So, but you can get, I mean, kids will buy in if you're interesting. If, if you engage them, they are more likely to be involved. And I go in big, you know, big and loud and I'm kids sorry, get it. You go in big and loud? Thank you. Not speaking about children, of no, course. No, thank you. Speaking I was like, oh, please don't yeah, do no, that. No, no, yeah. no. I, so, I made yeah, the yeah. Thank you. Um, but so a lot of kids under Felix's age have looked at me on this trip and gone, oh, no. I, don't, I do not want a piece of that guy. Oh, no. No. Like, no, what's his no, deal? No. I'm not even... I was like, I'm, hey, guys. And they're like, ah. Yeah. But then uh, Felix didn't cry. Yeah, he didn't cry, which was a good first Very step. Impressed. And it took a little while, and we met up with your sister-in-law, Pamela, and her son, Luke. Luke. And Luke had not only a tablet, which Felix is kind of... He doesn't have a tablet of his own, but he likes to watch truck videos. Mm-hmm. And he's found Daniel Tiger. He, there's a few things that he likes to watch, but we only let him watch one. But Luke was sitting there. Luke's six, I think we learned. Seven. Six, seven, okay. Seven. And uh, Felix was just... He always likes the bigger kids, so he wanted to sit next to him, and he was mm-hmm. looking at it. And he was really excited about that tablet. So he, when we left, it was, Bye, Luke. Bye, Luke. Bye, Luke. Bye, Miss Pamela. And it was by 
truck because there was some kind of truck <laughs> yes. video on there. But then he said, bye, Brad. Yes. Bye, Brad. Success. And so then this morning, because Brad stayed at our place, it's a long stopover before you go to Australia. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, you know, we made sure he knew that Brad was still here. And he was very excited. He's like, he said that he wanted to go downstairs and see Brad. Mm-hmm. And you got to color with him for a while. We did. We had pan- and pancake time? He, we did have, yeah. I d- uh, I'll toot my own horn or ding my own bell. No, I'm going to ding your bell. Let me, hold <laughs> on. I'm going to go ahead and ding oh, that right, bell. Hold right, on. Right, Bring right, it over right. here. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Those were some fantastic pancakes. Hey, look, I do what I can. Last time I made waffles, this is a little easier. But hey, it's all right. I got a kid now. That's so, right. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was no, great that you got to kid. meet the little guy. And uh, hopefully the next time you see him, he won't be uh, too much bigger. And But exactly. big enough that we can all watch episodes of G.I. Joe, Real American Hero. Because, Brad, as we all know, knowing no is half, half, half the, the battle. battle. <laughs> I do no, love the Venn diagram, do, the battle, yeah. and then or the pie chart, half of it. Knowing yeah. the other half yeah, is yeah. the battle. Yeah. And, you know, if we were a professional podcast, I'd say like, oh, we're going to have to do it over and we'll sync it up and we'll count down three, two, one. No, no. I like that we didn't get it right. No. Because on the Blackcast, we strive to get it right sometimes. And the rest of the time, we definitely don't get it right. Case in point, this idiot here said Uncanny X-Men 221 when it was really 217. 217. I, I was the same calendar year, but I will not give myself credit for that. So uh, I will hang my head in shame until the next broadcast. And Brad, I don't know the next time you will be here in the United States, but uh, hopefully we can link up with you via the Skype, as the kids say, and we will have you on our podcast again soon. And then I am, of course, always happy to join you on your podcast. But boy, that time difference is tricky to (sighs) figure out because Australia and Los Angeles, it's like 16 hours. It's weird. So it's like it's the next day, but it's the wrong part of the day. So it's like one of us is going to be really tired. And it's usually you. Yes. So we'll we'll figure it out. We will. But uh, I appreciate you being on the Blackcast, and people can go to where to find your various wares. Well, so wwpd.net is the website where you can see articles about the games that we play and the stuff that we do. Um, you can go to Facebook and check out LRDG2. Um, it's also the Land O Misfit. The, sorry, the Land O Misfit Toys. Also, um, is my hobby blogs. Also, Book of Shadows. And um, of course, iTunes is probably the best place. If you just type LRDG podcast or LRDG II, as in World War II, or uh, the Ghost Army podcast, I'm on most of those, like 22 out of 26 episodes of that. That's pretty good. Look now, we you. were talking about this. Now, this is episode what of the Black Cast? 2562? <laughs> no, it's 217. Uh, this is Black Cast 239. We're okay. going to go ahead and say that, you know, it could be a different number. Okay. But it's probably 239. It's, but, it's probably going to be this week's episode, but, you know, things change. Yeah, so, I, on the other hand, am on, I think, episode 18 of the LRDG 2 and is, uh, episode yeah. uh, 26 of the Ghost Army podcast. And then if I went back to the original LRDG numbering, I think I'm on 25 of there. But I think if you add up all of the hours that I've done, because my podcasts typically run three hours, um, and yes. combine them to yours, I think we probably got equal number airtime. Uh, probably, yeah. Although uh, the earliest Black Cast sometimes went uh, up to uh, two hours and 15 minutes, as we've talked about. Yes. Including Black Cast number 60, which was about a movie that you told me just yesterday that you hadn't seen, Amazing Spider-Man number two. Haven't seen it. How could you have not seen that? I mean, uh, I know I people didn't like it, day. except me, but I've talked so much on the podcast. You have seen every episode of NCIS. 
Have you also seen every episode of NCIS Los Angeles? Because no. you love LL Cool J. I Ladies do. Ladies love Cool Brad. I do. I've only seen the first season of that. All right. But anyway, I say you should see that, but see now, Spider-Man Homecoming first, for sure. You need to explain why, because people are going to listen. Like, why am I going to go check out this guy's podcast if he's watched every episode of NCIS? Why would a human being do that? Well, we we uh, adopted a, a very sick and crazy dog uh, that is very old. And um, this dog has been an important part of my wife and I's life. We got it right after we got married three years ago. And uh, that dog happens to be named Ziva. We did not name her, but she's a character from NCIS. So, of course, we were like, oh, well, we'll start watching the show. And then... Uh, I don't know how we got 14 seasons in and I think we're like a season behind. It's just, it's terrifying. Yeah, you can't so there's, stop. There's your explanation, but it still doesn't answer how anyone could watch 14 seasons of NCIS. It's a lot of time. Shame on you, bro. Oh yes. But anyway, but let's be honest. That's not the most shameful thing you've seen me do. No, I've not seen even you, close. I've seen ah. you fall asleep in a ditch. Yep. I've I've actually not seen you pass out naked in a bathtub, but I've heard those stories. Oh, many times. And I've seen you fall asleep just in the middle of the floor on either my apartment mm-hmm. floor or also your parents' house and placed many stuffed animals upon you and taken photos of it. That is all good times that and have happened. We're not gonna talk about Ramrod. I don't even know what that is. It just sounds too dirty. That was the club that we oh. went to that we're not going to talk about. Well, where your friend said that we would meet a lot of girls if we went to gay night. And it wasn't. And there were a lot of rams and rods there. And yes. there were not. There, I don't know that there were any girls, except I think maybe he brought his girlfriend. Or mm-hmm. It was a very confusing. It was a really It was a dark time for the rebellion. <laughs> it was a bad time. But you'll get more stories like that the next time that we have Brad on the podcast. So, Brad, I always appreciate you taking the time. So, thank you. Thank you. Mr. President. Thanks. Thanks. Now, see, that one we synced up That's because right. I made eye contact. Whereas when <laughs> exactly. we did half the battle, we didn't. But that's all right. Anyway, thank you, Brad, and thank you, Black Cast Nation. That's right. That is the title I've bestowed upon you. We will, of course, see you soon, but make sure in the interim you like the Black Cast on Facebook at Black Cast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. And don't forget me. I'm at Christian DMZ on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, BlackCast.com. That's all we have for now, and we will see you next time on the Black Cast. but lying makes it worse. But Mom will be upset. She'll be even more upset if you lie. And how would you feel if Billy got punished? Face up to what you've done. Don't take the easy way out. We'll tell her we did it. Remember, it's better to tell the truth. And that's no lie. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. See, I stuck it in as a little Easter egg bonus thing instead of putting it back in the episode so it's less like cheating. Wrecked him. I nearly killed him.